everyone. Welcome to Tent Talks. This is Stacy. I'm your host. And we've got Kimberly Mehmet on sound production and editing. If you like our podcast and have listened for a while, please consider subscribing, sharing. And as always, thank you for being here. This last week, I've been watching the series Better Call Saul. And it's the last season, they wrapped everything up. And for those who know me, I do not like to finish series because I think they drag them out so long. And this was a six season series and I finished it. So I'm really proud of myself. And I really liked it. And I love the lead actor, Bob Odenkirk. I think he's just so brilliant. But just to give the tiniest background of what this series is all about, for those who watched Breaking Bad and loved that, he was the lawyer that was representing all of the drug lords. And he was just this character that the whole world fell in love with. Like, we need to know more about like who this sketchy lawyer that's representing all of these like very difficult clients. He just knew the law so well. And he was just so slippery and slimy. He was the ultimate like trickster energy because he could find a way through the law because of his brilliance. And there was a playfulness about it. So he got his entire series called Better Call Saul, which was his backstory up until the time when he as I mean, a spoiler alert, he finally goes to prison after everything is wrapped up. And, you know, there's a lot of devastation that happens. But along the way, I think it's a really interesting look into his life and this character. And I've noticed that as a society, we've really fallen in love with the villains, specifically in the last, like, I don't know, maybe 10 years there were these cool, even children movies and series that were all about villains. Like I think about the descendants and I think about maybe it was like Wreck-It Ralph or something. And all the villains were having like a therapy group circle session and like sharing their woes of being villains. And of course, you know, Wicked, the big Broadway came out and it showed this other story of the villain. And what I love so much about Better Call Saul is, I mean, I think for sure he could be labeled as a sociopath, maybe a psychopath. I don't, I don't know. He's not like extremely violent. He just is not afraid to fuck anyone over for his benefit. And he's also so incredibly brilliant and smart that his brain is always thinking and he's always like 20 steps ahead of people and he's really organized and you kind of see his process of dysfunction and maybe it's relatable or maybe it's just so fascinating to see somebody who can follow through with this whole plan of deviance and he doesn't change it when it's hurting people's feelings, and when he's seeing the actual destruction of his choices. But like, he's just so totally there for it. And I, I just find that concept really interesting, because I feel so completely opposed on the other end of 
Like, I feel so hyper aware of everybody around me and wanting to stay in this neutral place so people don't get offended or, I, you know, I'm the typical people pleaser recovery person. Like, I know that about myself. And yet, I still know that in somebody's story, I'm the villain. And I probably seem really heartless and unfeeling and so I find myself thinking about what I've thought about for some time, and that's that's Western psychology and, and how we've used psychology as a lens to explain behavior and dysfunction and chaos. And there's all of these terms that are really loosely thrown around. And there are people who've been diagnosed and they get offended at the lightness of throwing things around and everybody has trauma and it's we're starting to swim in this soup of psychology terms that are just so casual. And they're indeed not casual, but it just feels like it's so mainstream, maybe is a different word to say. And Western psychology was created from the perspective of the most privileged and the most atypical white males. So if we think of the Western psychology model, we're using all of this information and, and data that's been collected from the perspective of the most privileged, very neurotypical white males. And so everything outside of that paradigm is a dysfunction. And it's been labeled as a dysfunction. And, and it's really bizarre because, of course, women have been labeled crazy for just normal mood hormonal shifts with their cycle. But again, because it was outside of the paradigm of, of a white, upper middle class, neurotypical, male's perspective, it was seen as dysfunction. And I, I think that the psychology model, well, it's, it's just not inclusive enough. It feels rather exclusive. And it feels like it's not including many people's experiences. And it's just a very rigid, narrow framework. And we're recognizing that right in the height of its explosion on TikTok and social media, everybody's sharing information. And I would even call it pop psychology is the genre. And it's very tricky to navigate because it's from such a rigid viewpoint. And there's diagnostic tools that are very rigid. And they're so white centered, white male centered, that it means that basically everybody who doesn't share that same life experience and normal, you know, in quotation, normal experiences has some sort of a, a diagnosable psychological problem. And that's just not true. So it's this really weird thing to navigate because What's also happening simultaneously, like I was saying before, is we're doing this deep dive with media to explore the villain or the trickster or the other side of 
of dysfunction and we're saying like maybe maybe this is a systemic issue maybe people are created to be like this maybe it's not about more individualistic moral failing maybe it's about systemic oppression or systems not being able to fit the needs of people and so it creates this dysfunction to keep running this motor of predictability and then i got thinking about this Bob Odenkirk, who was Better Call Saul, this lawyer figure. And he was in also another really interesting series called Undone. And I saw this over the pandemic. And it was on Amazon Prime. And I think it's probably still available. It's in this cool animated, like alternative universe where he's studying psychology. And he's, he's trying to look for answers to schizophrenia because his his mom was diagnosed with that and she was so checked out and troubled when he was growing up and and then he got diagnosed with it and so he he dedicated his life to studying this and trying to find out more information and he was led to like Mayan folklore or other cultures. And he was exploring those other cultures because these same things that were labeled as schizophrenia in this society were celebrated as spiritual gifts in other communities and societies. It was like a gift to see things differently or to experience life so fully and richly and be so sensitive and it wasn't dysfunction at all. It was celebration. And so this story in this series Undone is like his journey to trying to find spirituality in, in mental health and find a different way to explain this experience that was going on. And simultaneously, and totally, like I wasn't even thinking about the connections, I, I listened to this podcast called The Emerald Podcast, and there's this episode, and it was called The Revolution Will Not Be Psychologized. And that's what kind of pulled all of these things together for me, is that in different perspectives and different belief systems, this individuation process that is central to our Western psychology model is actually so ass backwards and unsafe for many, many individuals because the way that their brain even thinks about things is so different. And one of those things is the trickster energy or the oppositional energy like in many societies and cultures, they give space for that to flourish and play out because the belief system is it's just an energy and it's going to happen no matter what. Like you cannot avoid this energy. So you just have to make space for it and allow it to exist and learn even how to play with it. And I was thinking about how that is so different from the model that I was given in not only like Christian religious narrative, but also then, you know, you transition that into Western psychology and thinking about like 
the white wellness healer where we're just trying to eradicate and get rid of anything that is unpleasant or anything that's dysfunctional or anything that's, you know, heal all the trauma and heal all the dysfunction. And in Christianity, it was, you know, no more sinning and path to perfectionism and Christ-like attributes. And it's so impossible to live that way. And I've dedicated so much of my life to trying to achieve that. And I love this animus or different perspective where this energy is always working through the collective experience. It's part of the collective and it's going to touch everything. And so you might as well make space for it and invite it over and get to know it and be its friend because it's a part of reality. So as I was thinking about this fascination that our society has with studying the sociopath or studying, I mean, remember Dexter, like studying the serial killer and, oh, there's that series called You where he's this really creepy stalker figure And I think we're trying to collectively research these shadow realms, these trickster realms, this this dysfunction, this thing, and and we're trying to understand it so that we can somehow integrate it and not cast it out completely. In the quest and in the desire that I have to decenter whiteness from my life. It feels so hard because I was raised so rigidly. And I feel like when you're raised really rigidly, and then it just gets reinforced at the society at large, you don't even understand what it means to have a white male as the center of of every system, of every advertisement, of every film, of every... I mean, it's just so ingrained And so I really had to actively change my brain to start including more people's stories and more perspectives. And that started by, I did this program called Me and White Supremacy, and it was an Instagram challenge. And one of the things was about decentering the white male perspective from your life. And so the challenge was to follow a lot of other people's voices. And so I started following specifically women of color, a lot of black women, a lot of indigenous voices, but I wanted it to be from a woman's perspective. And so as I've started to consume more information from black women and women of color, their voices, I, I've seen this whole new world open up to me. And from there, I can look back at the world through an additional perspective and lens. And it's really incredible that it's taken so long for me to see this thing that was right in front of me. And I guess part of my journey to understand my own brain is to understand that this whole template that I was given, it's just this one very narrow, rigid piece. And there's this whole world. And so I had to change my perspective from an individualistic perspective, thinking about the collective and the structures, but then 
taking it a step further and thinking about relationality and how I'm this one organism in this whole world. And it matters what I do, what I consume at the times that I consume them, how I travel, where I go, how I show up in the world and how I treat living creatures and beings and this idea that we're so separate from all of it and that it's not just one organism that's relating to each other and and constantly adjusting to make room for everyone's experiences like that's that's the energy of what the earth is holding it's it's holding this tension of everybody's experience and that includes all of the dysfunction that's happening on a systemic level that's that is happening alongside of all of the beautiful things and all of the gorgeous creations and all of the goodness that that life has to offer and it's kind of like death is happening alongside of birth and there's also disease happening alongside of wellness and thriving and seasons are changing patterns but our our old ancestors they knew a lot of information from living off of the land and connecting in and so it's like there was the right time to forage this berry or slaughter the animals or eating you know fish at this time and eating other forms of meat at another time like this information was so ingrained into our system because we realized we were part of this whole cycle that was living together and working together. And I feel like where psychology has totally changed my life, because I think I really needed to individuate. But it's the great paradox where you individuate so that you can jump back into the collective and show up differently. And it feels like a really big journey just to find yourself cycling over and over again, like taking a moment to to learn something or try to better yourself. But you're doing it not just for yourself. You're doing it because hopefully your actions will ripple out or your perspective will include more voices and, and your compassion can grow. And I, I think like just as I was having this, <laughs> this obsession with watching this Better Call Saul series and like trying to understand this person's brilliance and how they're able to just like always take care of themselves and how he's harming so many people along the way, but he just like won't stop. And, and there's, you know, this other whole side of my lived experience where I feel so on the other end of that and to a way that is also destructive. Like it's not that uh, I'm on this pedestal of like, uh, oh, I'm just, you know, so thoughtful that I'm caring about everybody else. It's like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just stop caring so that I could do things that will actually benefit myself. But in the benefiting myself, it's not a about me. It's like, also about the collective, like, I want to be 
better so I can show up better for the people that I love. It's this never ending cycle. And I don't know if other people's brains work this way. But yeah, this all came out from watching a series and listening to the podcast. And I just want to list those off again, in case you're interested. I think the podcast is so worth listening to. It's the Emerald podcast. And the episode, it's a two part series. And it's called The Revolution Will Not Be Psychologized. And it definitely talks about decentering the Western white man psychology template to include more voices and experiences and seeing the world as a relational experience instead of just the individualistic journey to enlightenment. Anyway, these are just my thoughts this week. I I hope you're doing well and that you're having a great week. And um, we'll see you again next Tuesday. Until then, take care. Thank you.